there. Welcome to You're Doing Fine, Oklahoma, where we explore mysteries, hauntings, and family secrets from the great state of Oklahoma and beyond. I'm Shy. And I'm Shanna. We're wannabe mystery solvers and cousins that love to hash out our favorite whodunits during family time. Our husbands are afraid of us, as As they they should be. be. Let's do it. Let's talk some true crime, shall we? Let's do it. Okay. All right. Do we have any... Any business? Any business to take care of? Hmm. It's storm season in Oklahoma. Do you have your storm shelter cleaned out? We do, actually. Okay. Good for you. It is cleaned out. She is ready to go. Good for you. Um, It's windy as hell today. It's so stupidly windy. It is dumb. It is dumb windy. I'm over it. Uh, me too. My allergies and my sinuses are over this nonsense um, that we do every year. And wind is in our state song. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> it's fine. It's storm season. We're, we're going to complain about it every year. <laughs> Everything is blooming and I'm dying. Uh-huh. It's beautiful and I'm dying. And, uh, yeah. It's killing me. The beauty is killing us. It really is. Oh. It really is. But it's, we'll survive. We've survived up until now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, 40 years, we're going on 40 years here in, in the Oklahoma. 40-ish. 40-ish. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be fine. Less or more than, we're not going to say. <laughs> <laughs> some of us are more, some of us are less. Can you guess which one? <laughs> I bet if we did side by side and people guessed, I would. They would think I was older. No, I guarantee it. No, guarantee it. No, because <laughs> my there needs to be just a sign on top of my head that says "comfy pants." <laughs> I care about comfort right now. Yeah. No, same. I have no other, no other needs in my life. Just no. comfort. I mean. If any, if COVID gave us anything, if the pandemic, let me rephrase, if the pandemic gave us anything, it is a true love of the sweatpant outfit yeah, or leggings. Mine, yeah. in my case, used to be, used to love, love, love my Lulu lemon tights. Now that we're gone, you know, we've gone through a pandemic. Give me the effing baggiest sweatpants you can find. Yes, please. And the biggest hoodie. Please. That's all I want to live in. I don't need anything else. And I'm the fashion person. Yeah. I love clothes. I love shoes. But past two, two-ish years, mm-hmm. sweatpants. Yeah. Two solid years of com- comfy pants. God, I just. Let's do it. This is the life I was made for. It Travis really said when the pandemic first happened and we shut down and we, quote unquote, weren't allowed to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm saying that because Oklahoma was real fucking loose with the rules. Yeah. But the moment that happened, Travis was like, oh, <laughs> I'm not an introvert. My fantasy life is just pandemic because mm-hmm. I don't have to talk to anybody in person. 
I don't have to see anybody in person. Mm-hmm. I can literally order anything I want off the internet and it comes to my house. Yep. And fuck you guys if you want me to go out in public into a large crowd. Yeah. Not interested. Yeah. No. So he's just like, he he didn't know it, but he's been pandemic chic his entire life. Yeah. He was a, he was a pandemic prepper. Yeah. And he didn't even know he was Didn't prepping. even know. Didn't even know he was prepping Did not even know. He was like, I got this. You know what the pandemic did do, though? What? Gave me an unhealthy anxiety over the amount of toilet paper that we have in our house at any given time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The strange things that a pandemic will cause. Because mm-hmm. now I'm like, if we don't have two solid 48 packs in waiting, mm-hmm. I don't know what you guys are doing. Yeah, no. Good luck. This yeah. is my toilet paper. It's Costco. Godspeed, everybody. Every other time we go to Costco, we buy the big mm-hmm. big thing of toilet paper just in case. Got to. Got to. <sighs> I am not worried about pork chops. I am not worried about chicken breasts. I am super worried about toilet paper. Yeah. I'm not worried about milk. I do worry about the eggs because I am an egg no. person. But. I know people. Okay. Well, I won't worry about eggs anymore then. Yeah. We know people that have plenty of eggs. True. That's true. So. I wouldn't worry about that. Yeah. Just a toilet paper. Yeah. That's fine. It's fine. Okay. Well, this was Pandemic Corner. Yes. Um, welcome. Welcome to You're Doing Fine, Oklahoma, in a pandemic. Two um, years. For Going two years strong. now. <laughs> We're fine. It's fine. It's fine right it's now. Very, it's very... Um, we made a joke at work the other day that we've canceled COVID, and COVID no longer exists. I mean... Big joke. That's a joke, people. It still exists. It's still very much there. Please don't... Please don't send nasty (laughs) comments, because we know it's there, but... I ghosted COVID. I pretended like we never dated, so... Yeah. It's fine. Pretty soon, we're going to be gaslit, so... It's fine. fine. I've already been gaslit by the Mexican government. Come at me, bro. <gasps> Come True. the fuck at me. True. You better get your gaslighting game on point if you're gonna come for me. Yeah. Good luck. Because she survived it. Yeah. She, Good luck. She knows what's up. Good luck. She knows what's up. Okay. This is us basically just talking shit at it, this point. It really is. Okay, so we're gonna start. So Shana. You know how much unsolves unsolves. Un, yeah, it's unsolved. Yeah. Anything yeah, unsolved. Right. Um, not really my jam. Because I do like a closure. <clears throat> I like to find out that someone has been, you know, brought to justice. I, too, love that. It just makes me a little fucking salty, like we learned two weeks ago, when you find out the people that were brought to quote-unquote justice got a slap on the fingernail and went on their merry way yes it makes me a little bit fucking salty and a little bit obsessive but it's Mm -hmm. fine it's fine Mm -hmm. well i'm gonna throw another another story at you this one is an unsolved (gasps) queen not only that full disclaimer full disclaimer for you full disclaimer for our 14 listeners okay this is only considered a missing person's case but there is a lot of allegations against certain people, and one of those individuals is still living. So, 
buckle You're up. You're being so fucking vague right now, I and know. I'm, like, invested. Uh, I am uh-huh, here for uh-huh. it. I honestly, if you haven't heard of this story, God, I hope you, I hope you like it. I hope, no, that's not the right term. I hope you find it just as intriguing and wanting to find out what happened as much as I did when I read about it. Please tell me it's the Jameson family. No. God damn it. Okay, fine. Okay. (laughs) This, but I'm going to look that up. Uh, are we gonna do that one? We'll do some it point? sometime. Okay, yeah, it's a bit, it's a big one. Oh wait, no, you that's know the, who it is. That's the family that went out yeah. to the. Okay, yeah, yeah we're yeah. definitely, yep, definitely need to do that. Yeah, sorry, I tried to guess. Go ahead. It's fine. Okay, <laughs> so this is the disappearance of Monique Daniels. I don't know this. Okay, I didn't either. Okay, so I'm gonna. I'm going to be pulling a lot of information from KFOR, did a piece on it a few years back. Of course. True Crime Daily did a piece a few years back. Okay. The Char- Charlie Project, their website. The Charlie Project is so... Okay, so do, do you know that the Charlie Project does not have any mm, governmental ties? Okay. It is a complete nonprofit and run by volunteers. Okay. And they just compile data and information. Right. For and it's missing persons. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, while I was looking this up, I also found out that Ashton Kutcher and his ex-wife, Demi Moore, um, when they were married, created a, or Ashton Kutcher, I should say, was the co-founder of a site called Thorn. Yeah. For uh, missing, human trafficking mm-hmm, victims. and exploited yeah. children. Yeah. I, how I never knew that existed. I didn't until. Yeah, he's spoken before Congress mm-hmm. and shit like that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So. Um, anyways. So we're going to start out um, just back. This was a 90s disappearance. Okay. So again, we're back in our 90s. We're in our unsolved. We just love that era, honestly. I think it's because we were so young and so innocent back then that to find out crazy. All this shit was going yeah. on. Yeah. And the stuff that was allowed to go on. Uh, yeah. And the fact that, like, it's so different now because we have access to so much information. Yes. And we're so connected to absolutely everything. Everything. At every minute, every second of every like, day. Harper, at this point in her life, because she's a little baby murderino, mm-hmm. knows, you don't touch the body. Never touch the body. Never touch If you find a body, you never touch the body. Don't touch it. Um... But people back then were just like, eh, you know, let's. Hey, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Seen, schmeen. Yeah. But Harper's like, should what they be that close? Yeah. Should yeah. they be breathing on it? You know? Don't. Like, don't get, you know. Don't mess with the crime scene. We're just way more, way more informed now. Yeah. Than we were back then. Yeah. I'm going to adjust so. my mic a little. Hopefully, I don't mess anything up. No, you'll be fine. Okay. So. Monique Daniels was born June 16th, 1976 to Candace and Burton Landman. Okay. Okay. So, I know she had one sister, Angelique, and four brothers. Now, bear with me, because all of the reports that I have read, they only mention three boys' names. Okay. okay, so 
all of the names of these four boys, I am not 100%. I know one of them was Brian, one was Andrew, and one was Charlie the third. Okay? Is it possible that one of them was no longer alive at the time she went missing? No. They're all alive. They're all alive. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Two of the the two youngest boys um, are twins from the second marriage that we're going to talk about shortly. Okay. Okay. So... Angelique and two brothers, nope, sorry, Monique, Angelique, and two brothers Mm -hmm. were born to Candace and Burton. Okay. Okay. Some reports state that Burton was in and out of prison, and he and Candace eventually divorced, not given a reason why, but... Burton was um, convicted of sexual abuse to children in his second marriage and is still in prison today. Gross. Okay. Okay. So, more than likely, because once I tell you more about this, oh, this whole family, um, more than likely he sexually abused his own children from this marriage, Monique and Angelique and the two boys. More than likely. Right? They don't just... It's gross. Okay. Okay. I can already tell I'm going to be salty about all of this. Yes. Yes, you are. Okay. At some point, Candace would meet and marry a guy by the name of Chuck Daniels. Okay. Candace was in the military. Chuck was a sergeant in the Air Force stationed at Tinker Air Force Base. Okay. Okay. In this True Crime Daily um, video, you know, whatever interview, she would say that the house was very much a military household, Mm -hmm. very strict. Everything was spotless. Everything was put away, like super strict on the children, Mm -hmm. that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Monique, however, is the oldest of all of the children, Mm -hmm. and she was... Super headstrong. She was a 15-year-old teenager, like, in the 90s. Yeah. Headstrong. Yeah. Right? Like, so there was lots of fighting. We were all assholes as teenagers. Mm-hmm. Like, let's mm-hmm. be honest. Yeah. Lots of fighting. Lots of butting heads with her parents because she, you know, she wanted to rebel against their very strict. There's no telling what kind of. Ugh, just Anyway. So, at some point at the age of 15, Monique was not only going to school, right? Mm -hmm. She was working, and she was helping raise her four other siblings. Because both of the parents were deployed? No, because they were both working. working. Yeah. So, she was helping raise all of these younger kids. Um. At some point, she becomes pregnant. Okay. Okay. And her parents would end up forcing her to um, terminate the pregnancy. Oh. Right? I know. Um, But because of this, because of, you know, tension between her and her parents. I just hit the mic. Sorry. She was 15? She was 15. Okay. All this tension. She was forced to, you know, give up this baby. She um, ran away from home. 
Okay. Okay. They immediately began looking for her, as any parent would or should. Like, they called all of her friends. They, you know, asked anyone. They they went out looking for her, you know, drove around, whatever. Um, and after a few days, her friends finally did talk her into going home. Okay. Okay. So that time back at home wouldn't last much longer. Okay. So not long after this, towards the end of May of 92, just a few weeks shy of Monique's 16th birthday, mm-hmm. Angelique, one of her siblings um, from the first marriage, Brian, mm-hmm. her brother Brian, and their mom would join their church on a choir trip. Okay. Okay. So that left Chuck and Monique and then the three other boys. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Wow. Six kids. That's a lot. Six kids. Six kids and two parents. That's a lot. Yes. Okay. So during this trip... Angelique stated that her mother, who prior to the trip, was very disinterested in her children. Like, didn't really, never went to any of their school functions, none of their sports, none of that. Became the doting mother on the trip, which... Okay. I mean, you can make your own assumptions at that point. Well... She just acted weird, from what Angelique was saying. Okay. Okay. When they returned on June 2nd, Chuck met them at the church, and upon picking them up, states, Monique is gone again. To which Candace replies, oh, really? Just like, very, oh, very chillax, like. It's happened before, so it's going to happen again. It's not like this child ran away like 20 times, but anyways. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when they returned to the house, the once very spotless military spotless home Mm -hmm. was in complete disarray. Like there were beer bottles everywhere, trash everywhere, cigarette butts put out on the mantle, like trash there was also an empty pregnancy test box in the bathroom so i have a lot of questions but go ahead okay if you want to ask no it's fine go ahead okay usually what happens is i ask and you're like hold please i have the answer to that i have that just a few it's fine take that put it in a pocket yep just in case okay Angelique recalls neither parent doing any type of search for Monique. Basically, just like writing her off, stating if she wanted to be here, she would. Soon, the whole family was forbidden to talk about her. They even went so far as to have new family portraits done and replacing all of the portraits with Monique. In them with this new family portrait. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh. Okay. 
So this is where Candace's sister, Leslie, who lives in Michigan, mm-hmm. not Oklahoma, mm-hmm. a Michigan, mm-hmm. like contacts her and says, hey, how's it going finding Monique? You know, do you, what's the, what's the, what's the rundown? What are they saying? She, Candace, mm-hmm. doesn't really answer the questions. And at that point, Leslie is like, hey, can I call in some outside sources to help with this investigation? Like, what can I do to help? Right. Well, a good start would be anything. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. She then goes, "Can you give me the report number, the missing persons report number for Monique, so I can, you know, help? Like I can give this information to whomever I'm going to ask help." Candace is like, "Sure, yeah, let me get back to you on that." But they didn't have a report because they didn't even report it. Mm-mm. Nope. She soon found out there was no report. Yeah, because her ass was probably like sus as shit and called the Midwest City Police Department. Was it Midwest City? More. More. Called the Moore Police Department and was like, hey, I'm looking for my niece, whoever's handling my niece's case. Oh, there's no fucking case? Cool. Great. Yeah. Let me let me open one. Mm-hmm. She took it upon herself and opened a missing person's Good report. Good for her. Mm-hmm. From Michigan. On yes. her niece in Moore. Because she knew something was up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, at this point, it had been six months. Jesus Christ. Since she had been gone. So, now things start to get weird. This is where I'm like, oh, my Lord. So, within days of the aunt starting an investigation, Mm -hmm. Angelique would get a phone call from Monique stating that she was fine not to worry. And then a week later would receive letters also from Monique, postmarked from Dallas, stating that Monique was married and had a baby named Chelsea, was living in Alaska, but that her husband traveled around the country for his job So she wanted to drop a line to say that she was okay. Uh, no. Right. I'm a, I'm a no on this. So within six months, she runs away, gets married and has a baby and travels this whole time. What was, okay, here's, here's, here's the question. Go. What was the time span between her, uh, forced abortion and her first pregnancy? Mm Mm-hmm. And her leaving the second time. It does not say. But it was, it doesn't say an exact amount of time, but it was not that long. Hmm. Okay. So. What are you thinking? Um, I mean, listen. Is it totally fucking possible she got pregnant again and was like, later days, I'm not going to have an abortion again. I'm having a baby. Mm-hmm. Whatever is happening. Right. 
Is it possible she left and started a new life? Yes, it totally is. However, she's 15. She's 15. She has, I'm assuming, no money. Right. It wasn't like she was working as a waitress and collecting tips and had all this money stashed, right? right? Um, she has no means. She's obviously not, like, if I was her, I'd fucking go to Michigan with my aunt, who obviously gives a shit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's possible. Is it probable? No. Right. And that's the question. And I'm like, as a 15-year-old, you're not thinking clearly. Correct. But by the time you're of legal age to do whatever the fuck you want, and you're aware that no one is looking for you, mm-hmm. let's just let's just hypothesize mm-hmm. that you're a 15-year-old, you're very hurt, mm-hmm. you're very at a disagreement with your parents, let's say, mm-hmm. at minimum. Yep. And you want to get out of there, and now you're pregnant again, and you know they're going to force you to get an abortion again. Mm-hmm. And you hightail it out of there. Where do you go with no money? Right. And no contacts? Right. Do they know who the father of these alleged pregnancies was? That's another thing. There's no mention of any boyfriend. There's no mention of any type of you know, father of this baby at all. Right. So my second question, is she being molested? That's that's 100% where my head went. Because children that are abused, and I'm not saying that her father abused her, but if his proclivities are that way, um, and obviously they are if he's a sex offender, a child sex offender. Um, well, the first dad was. Right, that's right. what I'm saying. Yeah. But children that are sexually abused mm-hmm. are likely to have it done multiple times. Right. By multiple predators. Right. It's not, it's like they can see that that's a vulnerable yeah. child. Yeah. Right? Yes. So my question is, is she being molested? Mm-hmm. And also, when mom leaves town on a church choir trip, why do we have a party scene at the house? Yeah. Is dad, like, not dad, stepdad, is stepdad a known drinker and smoker? Is he hanging out with a biker gang? Like, yeah. what's the situation here? Right. Um, I, I'd really like to know what the explanation is when you, because as a wife, mm-hmm. if I come home... From a weekend away, and it's beer bottles and cigarette butts put out on my fucking mantle. Yeah. We're going to have a goddamn discussion. Right. About what the fuck happened while I was gone. Right. Right? Right. So, I just have a lot of uh, questions Mm -hmm. right now. Yeah. A lot of questions. Yep. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So, she gets these letters. She gets the phone call. Or Angelique gets a phone call. And it was her voice? Okay, sorry. Hold, please. Sorry. Well, Candace, the mom, immediately calls her sister, Leslie, 
the one that's opened the investigation in Michigan in Michigan and lets her her lets her know that they heard from Monique and that she is alive and well with a baby and a husband. Okay? Aunt Leslie was like, "Nope. No. This is not right." So she calls the Moore PD and asks them to have a handwriting expert come in and check the letters. The aunt does that? Yep. This bitch, I love her. Uh-huh. Yeah. Aunt Leslie. Uh-huh. Queen. Yep. So, cool. She contacts more PD. They then contact uh, Chuck and Candace. And they're like, yeah, sure, we'll let you guys have those. Sure, we'll bring them in. However, the day before the letters were to be turned over, there was a break-in in in their home. And some furniture got turned over. Some CDs and little boom boxes were missing. And the letters were gone. Right. Right. Yeah. Because thieves thought, man, these letters can get me some good money at the pawn shop. Yeah. I'm going to not take the fucking boom box. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to take these. Take the. Letters. Letters. Or the boom box. I'm going to take the boom box and the letters. They took the boom box. Boom box. <sighs> yep. Okay. So, did this cause any red flags to go up for the more PD at this point? Um, past history tells me I fucking doubt it. No. But... Because without the letters, without... Candace and Chuck willing to talk, and without Monique, they had no case. So still, 15-year-old is, now 16-year-old, is missing. A child is missing. And nothing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, soon, Angelique being, I believe, the 13-year-old that she was at the time, mm-hmm. could no longer keep a secret. Okay. She wrote the letters and faked the phone call. She stated Chuck had told her that Candace had become suicidal after Monique left, and that if she wrote letters pretending to be Monique... And faking the phone call that it would cheer her mother up. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. She said that she did, you know, see a change in her mom once she received these letters in the phone call. Chuck did also tell her, however, that if she ever told anyone that he would go to jail. So you're putting Apparently a not though. 13. <laughs> Yep. He was wrong. Yeah. You're putting this poor child through hell so that your wife can feel better. Or so that you can get some heat off your ass. One of the two. It's so gross. I just couldn't. Which, there was no heat. There's no heat. I don't don't know why you would even feel the need to do that because no one was doing anything. Right. You know? Yeah. So, two years later, after the letters, after realizing her parents weren't going to look for Monique, 
and talk of, you know, Chuck telling Angelique that she was going to end up where Monique was if she didn't straighten up. Like there was this whole thing, like once he um, replaced all of the portraits, she was like, doesn't that feel better? Isn't just so much nicer in here? No. Yeah. You can't act like, like my sibling never fucking existed. Yeah. Trash bag. Yeah. It was, it's awful. Um, Angelique finally had it and she was called her aunt and told her that she wanted to go live with her. Can Aunt Leslie not save all of these fucking kids? Right. Like, no shade to Aunt Leslie because she was the only one doing any mm-hmm. goddamn thing. And I'm right. sure she probably felt like. Well, maybe my sister is so depressed that she just can't do anything. But yeah, no, she she um, Aunt Leslie kind of helped Angelique run away to Michigan. Like Queen told her to leave during school and get this poor child got on a Greyhound bus in 1990, whatever, and rode it by herself as a child. To Michigan. I wouldn't ride a fucking Greyhound bus as an adult. Right. She did it as a child in the 90s. Can we call Aunt Leslie Queen Aunt Leslie? Yes. Because she is a fucking queen. She's a fucking queen. hmm Once she gets to Michigan, mm-hmm. she tells Aunt Leslie everything. She tells her she's the one that wrote the letters. She's the one that faked the phone calls. Mom and dad didn't do anything. All the things. Okay. All the things she knew. Okay. Okay. Well, Leslie pretty much freaked out, as any sane, caring person would do when a child disappears. And they immediately go to Child Protective Services with Angelique and Angelique um, files abuse charges against her parents. Okay. Well, thank God. Yes. But as soon as, so as soon as Angelique is noticed to be gone, which I'm sure was later that day. Yeah. They, um, they, Chuck and Candace, Mm -hmm. immediately file a missing persons report for Angelique. Not only that, but they finally decide to file a missing persons report from Monique as well. And how many, how much time difference is this? 22 months. So at this point, they're trying to cover tracks, right? Well, they have to file it for Monique because people will notice a 14-year-old missing or 15-year-old Angelique, yeah. What did I say? You said Monique. Sorry. Yeah. They have to file for Angelique. And she knows shit. So they can't have her out there just running her mouth. Mm -hmm. They have to file a missing persons report. They probably told the cops she's a runaway. Mm -hmm. So if she starts saying anything, she can't be trusted. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to have cops come to their house because they're filing a missing person report. So they got to be like, oh, fuck, our other daughter is also gone. Yep. If you, which, how would they even know unless someone told them unless someone like if cops came in to your house and you have these family portraits with only five children and you actually have six Mm -hmm. 
how would cops know that one's gone? Right. Or that two are gone? Yep. I guess. You know? Yep. I'm kind of like, what was their line of thinking there? I don't know. I don't know. But the investigators that were like, we have no case for Monique, are finally like, um... It's a little, it's a little shady that you guys are just now filing this um, runaway report twenty two months later. Like, do you want to explain that? They weren't aware that uh, Queen Aunt Leslie made a report earlier. Nope. I bet Queen Aunt Leslie was like from Michigan. Mm-hmm. She was like these motherfuckers. Yeah. And she was like, I got to cut off communication with them because mm-hmm. something is going awry there. Yeah. So they, Chuck and Candace pretty much refused to talk, but um, Chuck did admit to forcing Angelique to writing the letters. But again, it was all out of love for Candace and trying to make her feel better. Is why he wrote those letters. And they believed him. Yeah, but none of that shit is... None of that is a crime. Right. Having somebody write letters to pretend to be somebody else is not a crime. Yeah. So... The only thing it does... Is make you look like you are 1,000% aware that she's never coming back. Right. You don't know where the fuck she is. Right. But you're aware that she's never coming back. Right. And it won't hurt anything if you write a letter pretending to be your sister to mm-hmm. make your mom feel better. Yeah. He's gross. Yeah. I'm grossed out. Yeah. Yeah. So once she files this, um, you know, abuse charges against her parents chuck and candace tried to fight it at first and try to get angelique extradited back to oklahoma however a judge was like no i think she's good where she's at thank goodness for that judge kinship care Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think she's good she's gonna stay there um she soon learned from the from those court records that her parents um, would plead no contest to the child abuse allegations. What was the nature of the abuse allegation? I don't remember. Just uh, physical abuse, I think. Okay. Um, however, I do know that these court docs that she, um, the child abuse mm-hmm. allegations, she did... Angelique put them on her sister's memoriam Facebook page. So you can look at them. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And That's an aggressive stance, and I really like that. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. So let me I actually So she I has a pictures. she has an in memoriam mm-hmm. page set up for her sister. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's so the the I'm initial take a look at that right yeah. now. <clears throat> Here, I'll. Do you want to? No, I got you. 
They emphatically deny all of the allegations contained in the petition for child protective proceedings. They have decided not to be present or enter any contest at the trial scheduled in this matter. Okay. So then what was, what was the findings as far as like, were they punished? Um, if they pled no contest to fucking child abuse charges? It looks like, I wonder, I don't know, I'm going to let you look at these. Okay. Um, I think they probably just gave up custody of her and then had to pay the aunt, maybe. Um, go fuck your fucking self. They only gave up custody of her, not the other kids? Right. Are you fucking joking me? Oh, yeah. Just wait. It gets worse. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. So, while you're reading that. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so once this shit goes down and these abuse allegations pop up, blah de blahs, it's a very big coincidence um, that her parents received a military transfer to Germany. Okay? Not long before... I I missed a whole part, you guys, and this is the best part. So, not long after she files these charges and Angelique is able to stay with Mm -hmm. Aunt Leslie, Queen Aunt Leslie, Mm -hmm. they go on, do you remember the show A Current Affair? Yeah, of course. They go on A Current Affair. The... They go public with all of these allegations. Queen Aunt Leslie and... And Angelique Angelique at the age of 15 at the time or whatever she was. Shit. Okay. And this is when they coincidentally, Chuck and Candace get restationed. Get restationed in Germany. Oh, fuck you. Okay. Before they were to leave, one of the little brothers that was at the home, the time of Monique's disappearance, calls Angelique and says, please come get me. Don't let me go. I don't want to go with them. I want to live with you and Aunt Leslie. But before they could get him to run away the same way Angelique did, yeah, he would end up leaving with Candace, Chuck, and the. Oh, I'm sure they have those fucking kids on lockdown oh, sure. after this. I'm sure they ended up being stationed in Germany for ten years. So when you go to this memoriam page for Monique, Mm -hmm. she not only has that, she has the pictures of the vehicles that these people owned at the time. Oh, shit. She knows where, whereabouts, like one, a pickup or a van or something was taken to Germany with them. It was sold in Germany. She, she's got some pretty good details in this Facebook page. So, okay, so I see why now the um, other kids weren't taken away. Okay. It's because they filed those charges in Michigan. Got it. And they had to adjudicate it in Michigan. And essentially, all the parents did was not contest um, the charges, but there really is no jurisdiction. 
Okay. Like, if they would have contested it, they would have had to bring it all to Oklahoma. Right. Because the alleged abuse happened in Oklahoma. Right. So, Oklahoma Department of uh, Family Services, mm-hmm. Children Family Services, mm-hmm. was not involved. Okay. The Oklahoma court system was not involved. Right. It was simply charges filed in Michigan that they could not necessarily enforce. Okay. So, but it it was enough for them to be like, okay, fine, you stay with Aunt Leslie. They signed a piece of paper that was like, okay, we give up our custody, and that she's now in the custody of fucking Michigan Department of whatever Human Services or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it it wasn't doing anything. Right. It was not um putting felony charges on them right. it wasn't doing any of that okay and if they would have contested the jurisdiction they would have had to refile everything in Oklahoma mm. and made her appear in Oklahoma yeah put her into Oklahoma you know department of human services and all that yeah so yeah and they then- definitely got off easy yeah but nobody wanted her to go back to Oklahoma basically no, and I'm sure they knew if Queen Aunt Leslie and Angelique traveled back to Oklahoma, all those fucking kids would be like, I got to go with Queen Aunt Leslie. Mm-hmm. I'm not staying in this fucking house. And then they would have all talked. Yeah. So I'm sure they said to their CO, like, hey, we don't want to be in Oklahoma anymore. We'd like to go international. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Get get and out. They, Popped yep. him right over there. Yep. So. Because he was a sergeant, so mm-hmm. pretty sure he was. I don't know how the military stuff works. Sorry, guys. I'm not military family, but. I'm sure I think it's the not higher that ranking. easy, but I think they're always looking for people to go international because yeah. everybody wants to stay in the U.S. pretty much. Nobody yeah. wants to leave, you know, whatever. Especially yeah. if you have a family, family and you're established. You don't want to get up and move. Yeah. But I'm sure if they were looking for someone of his rank or her rank, because right. she was in the military too, right? Yeah. Yes. I'm sure if they were looking for somebody to fill positions like that, they had no problem right. leaving. Yeah. Getting reassigned. Yep. Wow. So. Um, so. Where am I? Oh, Sorry. We're going to fast forward to 1999 after the largest tornado in Oklahoma history. Oh, yeah. May 3rd. Uh, mm-hmm. Tour through more. Yep. Angelique gets a call from her brother, Andrew. Who's, who's just, now in Germany, right? Who's in Germany, who just saw all of this stuff that happened in Moore. And she thinks it maybe brought up a lot of emotions for sure. him. More than likely. Sure. Um, he calls her crying. And manages to say, I saw her and she wasn't talking. Angelique is like, um, sorry, what do you, what do you mean? What and do you how mean young that? was he when when uh, Monique went missing? I was, so Angelique was probably 13. This kid was probably, oh gosh, 10. They were okay. all like stair-stepped, it seemed. Yeah. Yeah. So he begins to tell her. His side of the story that of what went down in that house that week okay. that they were gone. So from his accounts, there was a lot of fighting between Chuck and Monique. Mm-hmm. 
And at one point, they get into a really bad argument. That seems to settle down, whatever. And then Chuck comes in to the boys' room and says, let's go fishing. They're like, cool. Well, they load into their pickup on a rainy day without fishing poles. Ew. Okay. Before they leave, though, he tells the boys to go say goodbye to Monique because she's not going. Okay. The only way they're allowed to say goodbye to her, though, is through a crack that he's made in the door. Like, he's opened the door a crack, and they can say goodbye through that crack in the door. So where was she at at this time? She was sitting on the floor. Her legs were crossed. Her hands were in her lap, and she was leaning against her bed. But she wasn't moving, and she wasn't talking. This is Andrew's account. Okay. Okay. They soon left the house after the boys, all three, got to say goodbye. Mm -hmm. They drove for two hours, went to a McDonald's, and drove home. They didn't go fishing. Okay. Okay. And this would be one of the other boys, one of the twins would also say, yeah, we never went fishing. We just drove around. Okay. Once arriving back at the house, Chuck tells the boys to wait in the truck, which he's parked in the garage. They're mm-hmm. in the garage. Don't get out of the truck. Wait in the truck. And an hour-ish later, he would come let them out. Okay. So, lets them out of the truck. Well, being the kids that they are, they had to pee. So, they run to the bathroom. And Andrew's account, which, again, he's probably 10, right? Mm -hmm. He was like, something was off in that bathroom. Like, something was off in the bathroom, in the house. Something wasn't right. Well, as soon as he was done, Chuck ushered them out of the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Like, ushered them out of the bathroom and then into their master Bedroom. Mm-hmm. Sets him in the bedroom. Says, hey, guys, I'm going to go look for Monique. Locks them in the bedroom. From the outside? Mm-hmm. And is gone for two days. What? Yes. Two days. These kids are locked in a fucking bedroom for two days? Yes. Yes. What? Okay. At some point during these two days, Chuck did come back and takes one of the boys with him, walking the other two back up. So this boy, and I believe it was Chuck the fourth or uh, Chuck (laughs) Jr. or something. I don't know. His (laughs) One of the twins or whatever? Yeah, one of the twins. That went with him did recall that he went driving with his dad and noticed a black oil barrel in the back of his truck that wasn't usually there, but doesn't remember anything else. How long was the mom gone? They were gone for a week. Oh, for on this choir sake. Trip. I thought it was like a weekend. Mm. No, they were gone for a week. Oh. 
Yeah. And what time of year was this? This was, she disappeared in June. Okay, so the kids are out of school. Mm-hmm. So it's reasonable for them to not be in school. Okay. Right. Uh, mm, he locks them up for two days. Mm-hmm. Um, again, disclaimer, these are all... Yeah, but allegations. you can see the sun come up and go down and the sun come up. I mean. Right. And he was gone from his job for these days? In the military? Uh, apparently. I have a lot of questions. Okay. So let me just recap and make sure I'm understanding this correctly. Okay, yeah. After they don't go fishing, mm-hmm. he comes back. Mm-hmm. He locks these three boys up in their master bedroom, mm-hmm. essentially, for Lock- two days. Yeah, locks them in the truck first for an hour. Right. Uh-huh. And then... Locks them in the bedroom. Locks them in the bedroom for two days, mm-hmm. 48 hours, mm-hmm. give or take. Mm-hmm. Then takes one of the boys out, mm-hmm. leaving the other two locked up in the bedroom. Correct. And then this boy says that when they were driving, there was a oil barrel in the back of the truck. Yes, that is correct. So what was he doing for two days? I don't know. That's a million dollar question, Shan. And they didn't hear anything going on in the house. They didn't hear like weird shit happening. Nope. He just up and left for two days? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. And this is, again, where I can see that they don't want to go on with any type of child abuse charges situation because they obviously lock children in bedrooms for days. That's child abuse. Yeah, for sure. For so. sure. I just, mm-hmm. it is a bana- it is banana story. Where do this- you go for two days if then on another day you have a black oil barrel in your truck? I don't know. You know? Yeah, I don't shop for oil barrels. What are you doing for two days that you have that the, you then have a black oil barrel in your truck? Mm-hmm. And if you have a body in an oil barrel why are you taking your son in the truck with you with the oil barrel so where did they go with the oil barrel he doesn't he doesn't remember he doesn't remember where they went Mm. so it's all yeah okay so after telling angelique this story she talks him into calling the Moore Police Department to give his statement about that week. Okay. And it did lead them to, at some point, digging up the backyard of the home they once lived in. But nothing was found. Yeah. And that's, I mean. Yeah. So. This, again, just caused this case to just go cold. It turned back into a missing persons case, right? Like. It never 
Well, never it never, I mean, it never even was a missing persons case. They right. reported it, but it's not like anybody did anything about it. Right. It's not like they were actively investigating a missing persons case. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they just called her a pregnant runaway and called it good. Yep. Okay. So at some point, Crime Watch Daily finds the Daniels, Chuck and Candace, living in Florida. And they confront them. Oh, fuck. Uh-huh. Isn't Crime Watch Daily who Billy Jensen used to work for? I think so. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Okay, tell me more. I'm intrigued. I love uh, this. I know. Tell me. So, confronted them while they, like, waited on them to pull into their driveways and, like, you know, that whole scenario, like, walking up. Do you have a statement to make about your daughter's disappearance type of thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Candace's reply was... Whatever happened is in God's hands. No, it sounds like it was in your husband's hands. Yes. Honestly. You know, I think I think Candace knew all along. Oh, Anyways. I 1,000% agree with you, but I'm just saying. Like she's the one that. It, uh, let's not bring God into this. Yeah, I know. Because um, this is not. No. no. No, you weren't doing the Lord's work. No. So stop. No. They then um, start asking her about Angelique. And Andrew's allegations. And her response is that Angelique is a very messed up woman and not a reliable source. Uh, mm-hmm. Ma'am. Ma'am. You abused your children. You are also not a reliable source. Yeah, no. I'm just putting that out there. None whatsoever. So. None. As they're talking to her, another vehicle pulls up and it's Chuck. And they're like, hey, do you have anything to say? And he was basically then says, it's in God's hands. Oh, barf. Like, I. For fuck's sake. It's man. so scripted. Like, they have this all scripted out. And then he says, both Angelique and Andrew are drug, drug addicts and again can't be reliable sources. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they care about no one but themselves. Correct. Zero human beings except themselves. Correct. And if you go against them, you are the devil to them. Yes. Gross. Yeah. It's those marriages where they totally They're give so up. codependent on each other that they can't even see anyone else. Yeah, and then they just basically, their children are just things. Just I, yeah. Yep. Little little lawn ornaments. Yeah. For their perfect family photos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so gross. Um, an update was made to the Facebook page in 2019 that Chuck did pass away from colon cancer earlier that year, 2019. Thoughts and prayers. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so Candace is still living. And from the reports I saw, she's a teacher in Florida. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I think, so there's a whole Reddit. I don't know Reddit that well, so I don't know how, like, if they're called Reddit comments or, like, put whatever. I think it's just a thread. Just a thread. I like a Reddit so. thread. Um, She got on, somebody brought up this case on Reddit, and she got on the Reddit, Angelique did, and was like, I'd like to, oh, God, I just hit the mic. Sorry. I'd like to give more information and just, like three paragraphs full of all the things. And at one point 
Um, I think Candace was afraid that these allegations against her in Michigan would keep her from becoming a teacher and asked her to drop the charges against her from all those years ago. And she was like, no. Yeah, go fuck your entire self. Not doing that. No. Um, Because, yeah, she was like, yeah, good luck being a teacher. I'm not willing to help you have access to more children. Yeah. You disgusting monster. Yeah. But she does. In Florida. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it's really good information. The Facebook page has some information. Reddit has information. Um, Poor Angelique at one point did make the comment that maybe she's wrong about everything. Maybe Monique did run away. You know, maybe she did start this new life. Well, here's the thing. But, yeah. Here's the thing about teenage runaways, okay? There are a lot of kids that run away. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of kids that run away. We have so many missing persons reports just in Oklahoma alone from, like, the age of 14 to 18. And it's terrifying Mm -hmm. how many young girls run away. A lot of girls do run away. And in their missing person report, it will say shit like repeat runaway and stuff like that. Here's the thing. If you are someone that walked away from your family or a group home or whatever the situation was, Mm -hmm. whatever the situation was, when you were 14 and someone filed a missing person report about you, you can contact the police department that has the missing person report. And if you're of legal age now, if you're of the age of majority, which is 18 in Oklahoma, Mm -hmm. you can say, hey, I'm alive and I'm living my life and I choose to not associate with those people ever again. Okay. I choose, I'm here and I'm alive and you can take down my shit. And you can notify those people that I'm alive. Yeah. I don't want them to know where I live. And I don't want them to know anything about my life. Right. You can always do that. That's an option. Did these runaways know that? Probably not. Probably not. Um, Because it's not like a public thing that's, you know. No. And I think by that point in your life, you're probably so used to just surviving. Yeah. That it's not even in your brain that like, oh, people could be looking for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's neither here nor there. That is an option. Mm -hmm. But also, if you have a human being that is a reasonable... I mean, this girl was old enough to probably know how the world worked, right? Yeah. Military family and all that. At some point, you're going to need to get your birth certificate. You're going to need to... Get a driver's license or yeah. an ID. Right. Or, um, a fuck, I don't know, take out a mortgage for a house. Yeah. Or get a line of credit. Yeah. Or something like that. At some point in your life, unless you're just stealing other people's identification or whatever the case may be, but at some point in your life, you're going to have to be in a situation where to get a job, you need a ID. Yeah. You need need a birth certificate. Social security card. A social security card. Yeah. You need something. And if none of those things ever happens, 
in life because there's way to track that. There's ways to track that. There's yeah. ways to see if that social security number has ever been used, if a social security card has ever been ordered, you know, if a birth certificate has been ordered, et cetera, et cetera. If none of that shit is happening after the person has reached the age of majority Mm -hmm. where there's literally the cops can't make you fucking go home. Right. You know? Right. If none of that is happening, they're not there. Right. Yeah. They are not there. Yeah. And she's been missing now for 20 some odd years. Yeah. Since 94. Yeah, so 27, 28 27. years. Mm-hmm, yeah. So she'd be 43 now, give or take. Yes. Well, she's born in 76, so she would be... 48. No. 40. 46. Who math is hard. <laughs> we know the math. She would 46. be old enough, unless she is still living a survival life. On the streets where she is merely trying to survive every day. Yeah. She would be old enough to try to find her sister. Yeah. To try to find Queen Aunt Leslie. Yes. You know? Yeah. She'd be old enough to order that birth certificate to try to get an ID to get a job. Right. Something to that effect. She'd be old enough to open a fucking bank account. Yeah. Right? If none of that's happening. Right. She's not there. No. Yeah. So. It just... I, I think the most reasonable answer is the most reasonable answer. Right. Here. Yeah. Yeah. What's that called? Like Occam's razor? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It is. It's it's a really sad, um, just intriguing but crazy story that... Um, I feel really bad for her sister because her sister and her aunt have obviously tried to do what they could. Yeah. Um, to, like, just be completely shut down by anyone here in Oklahoma. Yeah. Yep. There's nothing happening. Mm-mm. And, you know, we're not, like, super impressed with more police department anyway, so... Um, but they still show it as a missing person, and it yeah, nothing has is, changed. This is still a missing person's case. It's never been changed to anything else, um, mainly because they have nothing. I know at one point um, they did ask, kind of in the beginning, uh, if Chuck and Candace did want to take a lie detector test, and they they de- they declined that. So they didn't. They never. Why the fuck wouldn't you? I'm like, why the fuck would you? Yeah, you know. So, which, as we know today, like, those really can't be used, but... They can't be used, but it it shows a lot of good faith if you're um, willing to do it. Right. Willing to sit down and do it. It shows right. some, at least some good faith, you know? Yeah. Even if it's not admissible, and it's questionable at best. But at, at the very least, it shows good faith. And I think 99% of the time, when they ask people to sit down and take a polygraph, mm-hmm. they don't care whether they pass it or not because Mm -hmm. you can't use it for anything right they want to see good faith and yes i would like to help in any way i possibly can please right yes yeah you know yeah but these people couldn't even fucking be bothered Mm -mm. to try to do anything declined time and time again for any type of statement to police officers and 
then skip the country for 10 years. So skip the country legally, legally via the U.S. military. Yep. Mm. That's how you do it. Wow. That's how you do it. That's interesting. Um, but anyways, there is a, a Facebook page. It's I think it's just um, Monique Daniels. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like I said, there's some Reddit threads that's got some interesting information. But um, I don't know. It's interesting. And if anybody, you know, if you grew up in more in the 90s wow. and you remember this at all. Yeah. I mean... Because it had it, to be big news at some point in time, right? Or do I, you think it was not at all? I don't think it was at all. I think they wrote it off as she ran away and everybody took that as gospel. gospel. Yeah. Pregnant 15-year-old runaway. Bye. Yeah. Like, there's even friend. They interviewed friends for um, Crime Watch Daily and they wanted to be anonymous. They're like, eh, yeah, we'll talk about her. She was a great person and we loved her, but don't use my name. So... I don't wow. Know. Yeah. So I don't know. It was just, it's just such a. Wow. Such a crazy story. Such, I, there's so many things. I'm like, I don't know what's happening. I don't either. So. I'm confused. Yeah. I was too. But. Okay. I, I hope that someday somebody can find something out and, you know, because. We were both around that age in the 90s, and yeah, it's just, you know, to remember how how much we had to still live and go through, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah, reminiscing Sad. of that, but anyways, Sad. that's the disappearance of Monique Daniels. That was a good one, Shy. Thanks, Shan. Wow. Yeah. If you've enjoyed this episode or you're just really optimistic that we'll only get better from here, like, subscribe, follow You're Doing Fine Oklahoma on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at You're Doing Fine OK Pod. That's you are underscore doing underscore fine underscore OK underscore pod.